0: everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. How are you, King?
1: Yeah, I'm good. I'm fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pointing my mic because I don't want it to be too, too close to my face. But You're doing well. I'm doing fine, am I? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's about right. Perfect, perfect. Don't want your French kissing it. it? No, again?
1: <laughs> no, not like the last couple. of <laughs> uh, Yeah, no, I'm good. Thank you for asking.
0: Yeah, so week nine now.
1: Week nine, yeah. We're officially, almost at double the of digits. Officially over halfway, or halfway, <laughs> depending on... <laughs> Who's had a buy or not. Who's had a buy or not, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's very confusing right now, but you know, in the last two weeks, 12 teams have had buys. So it starts quieting down now, we're getting more games, You know, not so yeah. many people having a week
1: off. Well, you'd expect to learn or, or ha- know some stuff about some of these teams. You'd hope so. I don't know that much about <laughs> a lot of these teams, Jim. It's oh, been a you're strange too modest, It's been a strange season. Well,
0: we'll talk about your picks later. Oh, fantastic. Because I think I can prove you wrong. (gasps) And that you do know stuff about the NFL.
1: That is exciting.
0: Despite your week seven performance or week eight. Let's not not mention that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so then, King, you know what we do? The first thing we we talk about is your game of the week. We do, yeah. So who did you go for this time?
1: I went with the Bills versus the Seahawks.
0: Oh, you went for the best game of the week then?
1: I did. I have a habit of picking... Last, Yes. You're in such a hurry to find your game that I sit, sit sit on my laurels, wait, and I got lucky this week.
0: Not everyone is as naturally talented as you, King, so I feel that I need at least 24 hours to prep my game of the week. Yeah, I need... Whereas you need no time whatsoever. 24
1: minutes, <laughs> roughly. Uh Yeah, no, so it was, what a game. Absolutely right. Best game of the week. Certainly the most entertaining game of the week, I thought. Well... It was a back-and-forth battle. Mm -hmm. A couple of lead changes in the quarters. The third quarter was a bit bit rubbish. Zero zero in that quarter. But the rest of them all had points in, which was good. And uh, it was just a very similar performance from both defences, I thought. Um, Besides the Seattle interception, Bills had four sacks to Seattle's five. And besides Tyler Lockett's sweep that went for 13 yards, I think was his only carry... Both all running backs were held under five yards per carry. So very similar performances from the defences, which I thought was quite impressive. Yep. And I think personally, correct me if I'm wrong, Jim, (laughs) it it ultimately came down to more accurate quarterback play uh, and more dynamic receivers on Seattle's part.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: That led to the win. Because it's a bit of a squeaker. It's a two field goal game or less than a touchdown. So it's not... You know, it's within a score, so mm. that's 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 good for the Bills. But Wilson had 76% completion. Right. And the Bills' wide receivers averaged 10.7 yards per completion to Seattle's 14.1. That doesn't sound like a lot, but once you accumulate that over a number of receivers, number of plays those extra sort of three, four yards each time are going to make a big difference to first downs, etc.
0: Also, wasn't it Robert Woods mostly doing that reception in? Yeah. If you took out, if you if took you him away from it, I mean, how, how deep away, does that go?
1: Well, not very deep at all. They you're, saying,
0: have, if you're saying Sean McCoy was held to what? Six yards a carry or less? Less
1: than that. Less than five yards. Less I think than you five about three yards? Three and a half, four, oh, wow, four okay. yards per carry. Um, yeah, I think Robert Woods, off the top of my head, I don't actually have the stats in front, um, accounted for half of the rec- receiving yards for the Buffalo Bills. He had a great game. 146 yards, I think he had. Yeah. Um, which, bearing in mind, Tyrod Taylor threw for about 280, means yeah, almost <laughs> exactly half of the uh, the yards thrown.
0: I was going to say it looked like it was kind of Robert Woods, and that was about it. Yeah, but...
1: they didn't have a lot else, and and uh, I'll I'll touch on why that's sort of key for the Bills. Um, Jimmy Graham had a standout performance. 103 yards, two touchdowns. Both of which were one-handed grabs. Sounds like a comeback player of the year for someone. Oh, that was a very good shout from you, Jim. I said at the time. <laughs> I said at the time, and I still think that's the case. Also impressive. That was for um, eight catches on eight targets. So yeah. when you throw him the ball when he's on form, my god, can that guy catch it?
0: Doesn't bother two hands either. No, it's just one no. hand.
1: No. Just trying to make it more difficult for himself this season. Yeah. Um, shout out as well to Doug Baldwin who had himself a game no touchdowns but he did have 89 yards one of which ended on the one yard line so bless him he tried his best to get a touchdown but didn't manage to get one he's a
0: very good receiver
1: have you checked the Robert Wood stats fact checker I have
0: checked him yeah is that right was it 146 he actually you know you've sold him short he did 162 yards of 10 receptions
1: that's pretty impressive that's great that is over half of his team's yards then
0: LaShawn McCoy did 85 yards no touchdown Tyrod Taylor was the second best rusher forty three yards and a touchdown and Mike Gillisley thirty two yards and a touchdown.
1: Yeah, and that was a sort of two yard run, his touchdown. Yeah. But I will say Seahawks as I, I predicted would win. You did? But I will say there is hope for the Bills. Oh yeah. There is hope for the Bills. That defence we touched on four, uh, four sacks today, holding running backs to below five yards per carry. They are stepping up. They're starting to to get that pass rush back, which they didn't have last season or last couple of years. Which I think we all expected with with a Rex Ryan defense. Typically, that's something they're reasonably strong at, and certainly when he took over that team, they led the league in sacks that the season prior. So I think we expected them to, to, to you know to be dominant within that area. Mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor, I mentioned last week, Derek Carr is my might be my favorite quarterback at the moment. Tyrod Taylor no, might- you did say might be you said well, you right. have a new favourite quarterback he is my my favourite quarterback okay. Tyrod Taylor might be the most exciting quarterback to watch though okay that guy is wait you said about car last week um, but this guy's electric exciting okay. to watch not my favourite
0: so he's an electric car
1: he's an electric car he is, an car. He is very good <laughs> I'm not going to start checks. that again please don't please don't they had to grin and bear it last week Jim Um, Yeah, he's just so exciting to watch. Like you said, 43 yards rushing. Yes. He can throw the ball. He's got a cannon for an arm. Mm. And he seems to know when to run and when not to, which is quite good. Um, He doesn't
0: take many hits, does he?
1: No, he doesn't, which is great. And actually, they've got some key players out. So I think one of the reasons Woods had such a big game is because... Sammy Watkins, Their best... Yeah, absolutely. Their best wide receiver is out injured. So that is also hope for the Bills moving forward. Plus... I'm gonna to touch on it because everyone will want me to. Mm-hmm. The refs did could have made this closer. Yes. Without icing Dan Carpenter <laughs> before the half, because that would have put an extra three on the three on the board, which would have made it a field goal game at the end.
0: It would have been nice if you know, if one of the kick if all of the kicks had gone through and the one that actually counted at the end would yeah. have gone through because if it goes through then you don't talk about it. But yeah. because eventually he missed when it actually counted yeah. It's and he, now a, it's now a big deal.
1: From what I could see, I don't know enough about the rules, but from what I could see, the only reason he had to go off for a play
0: yeah was because <laughs> to annoy Rex Ryan.
1: No, well, clearly <laughs> no, was was because that they they sent the medical staff on to check if he was okay. Yeah. I'm sorry, this is a league who's penalizing what is is meant to be focusing on safety. Mhm. That to me is strange. <laughs> That to me is very oh, strange. Yeah, it's completely ridiculous. Oh it's but. it's yeah, it's so a they joke. had to
0: ice to go down to one second one second and then they got a delay game penalty to move them back to five the only five yards they got for the the hit on Carpenter. Yep. And then by that time he can't can't score anymore.
1: Yeah, he knuckleballed it. Knuckleballed it wide right. So yes, good performance or good win for the Seahawks, but there is hope for the Bills. They are on the up and up, which is good to see. Hmm. Because they're in a division with a team that typically smashes everyone, so it's quite nice to see some competitive play from other teams in that division.
0: So, what happened to Christine Michael today? Was it just how good the defense was at shutting him down?
1: Yeah, I think they're two. They're two of the better front fours in the league. Jerry Hughes is having himself a season. I was going to say Jerry Hughes looked pretty good. He's a standout. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been good for a long time, um, and you know was was underappreciated for for a long time as well. Mm. Wasn't. Highly touted coming out from college because of his size, and he's just shown that actually tenacity and and technique and and sort of putting the time it's in the, the speed, way. Speed isn't it? Though? Oh, and his speed as well is ridiculous. But he's just he's an all round Russia. Um, they've they've just got some really good players. Both both teams have, and it was yeah just stifling stifling defenses on both sides, which is a huge thing because if you you've got stellar quarterback play from Tyra Taylor, he was no slouch. Wilson had a seventy one. Completion percentage. Tyra Taylor's was still seventy-one for this game. He's not. Right. He's not over missing players. He just didn't have the dynamic plays over twenty yards mm. that uh, you know that, that, that Seattle had.
0: And that was mostly Jimmy Graham over a hundred yards again in this yeah. game.
1: Yeah, the big, the longest play actually throwing play was actually to Doug Baldwin when he got down to the one-yard line. Yeah, but I don't think that the Bills, off the top of my head, I don't think that the Bills had any plays over twenty yards.
0: Oh, now you're going to push me into it. No, no. Robert Woods had a 29-yard play. All
1: right, one play then. One play. One play over 20, 20 yards. <laughs> 20
0: yards, yeah. The Next closest was 15. That's what I mean. Either rushing or catching.
1: That's what I mean. Yeah. And that, that was the difference. And it's just having these dynamic plays and losing someone who is as dynamic as Sammy Watkins is going to make a difference. So that is understandable from the Bills' perspective. Just must be a heartbreaking loss to be this close to what is a really strong Seattle team. Yeah, and actually, from Seattle's perspective, Russell Wilson appears to be healthy. He had a rushing touchdown. Actually, looked fairly mobile, which he hasn't for the last. That was few nice weeks.
0: to see that you yeah. can actually move about a bit again.
1: Yeah, it's a shame when some really talented players—and bless him—he's carried on and played. I know your quarterback always does it, but you know, you you don't want to see those players injured. They're, no. they're, you know, to put to incorporate Roethlisberger into this conversation, they're two of the most dynamic and exciting, and actually, two of the top quarterbacks in the league. I personally don't want to see those players injured or hobbled at least anyway so you know um, or play in a diminished fashion which Wilson's been doing for the last couple of weeks yeah
0: and still getting it done though the majority of the time
1: yeah yeah yeah. no he's been hugely impressive it just seems so
0: strange that the Seahawks only managed 33 yards of rushing at home
1: Mm.
0: you know I'd I'd still head scratching that one I don't understand how it was so low when Tyler Lockett had the most yards rushing
1: yeah Yeah, no, it's not. Michael Myers, one yard. Yeah, it's not good. I don't get it. It's not good. It's not good. They're missing a certain beast mode, certain eccentric. Oh, Thomas Rawls. Well, probably. They are missing Rawls, I think. But certainly the loss of uh, Marshawn Lynch, or at least you can see the disparity between those elite running backs and what are running backs that are still serviceable. I still think Christian There's Michael's a, a good running back. He this is, that's year. what I mean, but there is a big, big gap between that elite that's when you make a difference. Which I think is why, in a later segment, sorry to foreshadow, <laughs> we're gonna to touch on some of the better running backs in the in the league. And we this, are. what are you gonna to touch on?
0: I'm gonna talk about the top my top five receivers for Ooh. so far this year.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah well, there you go. Is
0: there anything else you want to tell me? No, that was this it. Game? Is there
1: anything else you want to discuss? Well I'm just
0: it's a bit annoying that we've it's been overshadowed by one play in the second quarter. That's why I, I touched, great game.
1: touched on it briefly. Because yeah. actually, the Bills, yeah, that is going to be disappointing for them.
0: The coaches are still yapping about it now. Yeah. And now they're, now they're just insulting each other.
1: But it's. It, I don't really know what other the coaches would talk about. Because actually, it was two pretty evenly matched teams. One of which finally has had, got a dynamic playmaker step up in Jimmy Graham. Mm-hmm. The other has lost their best offensive weapon in Sammy Watkins. So, you know, it's difficult to for the coaches to, I think, really decipher this game because it was pretty even throughout. Um, and that that was... It was a shocking call from the refs. But in the grand scheme of things, it only cost them three points and they lost by six. So yeah, I'm not going to touch on it too much. Okay. Is that right? Is That's that, fine. Is dude? that an, enough of an explanation as to why I didn't really go into it? I acknowledged <laughs> yeah. it. But yeah, no, I'm, gl- I'm glad
0: you didn't go into yeah, it because the game it is great. doesn't deserve to be talked it about doesn't. that much. T-
1: Both teams played very, very well
0: congratulations to both of you yeah yeah playoffs for both teams
1: I think Seahawks yes Bills maybe it's just a weird year the Bills could squeak in mm-hmm. but if they do they're going to squeak in they're not <laughs> do you know what I mean it's not <laughs> going to be them up. there's a lot there's going to be a lot of teams around the same mark yeah and anyone could squeak in okay so I don't know about the Bills but Seahawks yeah I think will make the playoffs
0: all right well there you go then so that's the end the part one come back for part two <laughs> Welcome back to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for week nine. In the first part, you just heard about the Bills versus the Seahawks. That was King's game of the week. So now it's time, King, for me to pick my game of the week.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to hear what it is.
0: And well, what I try and do is I try and look at teams that I haven't talked about so far. As we get into the midpoint of the season, that's getting more tricky. But there was a game this week where both teams I haven't looked at yet. Oh, For my game of the week. And that was, quite luckily... The Detroit Lions against the Minnesota Vikings.
1: I thought you were going to say the the Colts with the luckily comment, but I'm still excited.
0: Yeah. I'm still excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do that at some point. Um, so yeah, I wanted to look at the Vikings because this is the third loss now in a row yeah. for a team that looked, well, was unbeaten going into the bye a, week.
1: Bit of a slide for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, against a Lions team which is up and down which you can attest to because every time you pick them they lose and every time you don't pick them they win yeah so and it went into overtime and I got to watch this on Sunday with a Vikings fan with Vikings stew. oh cool yeah and with Packer Tim oh so that was quite interesting I wasn't there. you were not there <laughs> I <It> wasn't <laughs> but I got to witness the pleasure and the pain for uh, for Mr. <laughs> stew all the way through and, uh, yeah, it was. I think it was a pretty good game, actually. Um, there were some really good plays and some really good players on display Okay, as well. Um, possibly my favourite today was Eric Ebron. Yes. Eric Ebron had a great game. 92 yards off only seven receptions. And those receptions came in important times. They okay. weren't just a first and ten. These were, you know, digging out of a hole plays
1: I saw I, I watched the highlights and I was watching Red Zone so I didn't see the mm-hmm. full game like you yeah but I have seen enough of the game to, to comment they also seem to come late and import you know like you said important downs yeah
0: yeah when they really needed him then uh, he was the target and did a, had a great game it's about time um,
1: sorry just to, to talk about Ebron for a second it's right. up because
0: oh, yeah, f- yeah. First,
1: first round draft pick out of North Carolina was expected to be the next big thing
0: next Jimmy Graham yeah
1: well, no, to be honest, where he was drafted, Graham wasn't drafted that high. Probably no. the next uh, Gronkowski, to be fair. Mm. Gronkowski was a second-round pick. Ebron's a first-round pick. and Well, Gronk was frankly, a second-round pick because of his injuries, wasn't it? Yeah, he? he had a back injury out, out of, uh, I think it was Arizona. Um, but he just seemed to be a tight end who couldn't catch the ball for the first season or two. And now he's shown some promise. I'm glad you've given him a shout-out because it's nice to, nice to see him improve.
0: Yeah. Um... The other, the other good receiver for the Lions was Golden Tate, eleven receptions, seventy nine yards, and a very important touchdown. Yeah. Um, and Theoridic, mm-hmm. who has had his injury problems, but uh, he's doing really well. Only fourteen carries, but did seventy yards rushing.
1: That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and they were they were great runs. Mm. And I was talking last week about Ezekiel Elliott and that kind of ball runner through mm-hmm. the
1: middle.
0: Theoridic's the same kind of runner, right? Okay. If he gets hit, he's got he's got yards after the yards after after, contact. Yeah, that's brilliant. Conversely, Mm -hmm. the Minnesota Vikings have a real problem with yards after contact. Okay. I've struggled to remember a team that has gone down as quickly after being hit as the Vikings' offense. Interesting. Watching this game. Especially Matt Matt Asiata. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Okay, now, obviously when Peterson was healthy, Peterson was the dynamic running back. But they always brought Asiata in when it was like... uh, First and 10 on mm-hmm. the goal line, or first and goal, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, short yardage situations, he was supposed to be the battering ram that would get through and score touchdowns. And that's how I remember um, over the last couple of years yeah. him being used. So, when he's being deployed, you expect him to at least have a little bit of fight in him before he stops moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. It was Jared McKinnon supposed to be the more kind of agile running back. Shift the shiftier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Matt Asiata had nine carries in this game and did 27 yards. And let me tell you, he only got as far as the first defender. Yeah, it, that's, was, it was pretty embarrassing to be honest. What's what going on? He there. had
1: a uh, what was his long like eight yards, ten yards, or something? Yeah, that wasn't much. That's shocking. It's uh, let me just, Yeah, it's eight yards. Sorry, that's yeah crazy. But yeah. you said that that shows that as soon as you're, you're as soon as you get touched at the line of scrimmage, you are. It was two. He's a big boy. It's two yards falling forward. So
0: it should be easy. <laughs> that's crazy, isn't it? I mean, there's a couple of things I want to highlight, a couple of um, mm-hmm. sequences I want right, to talk okay. to you about, King, then. Because, okay. obviously, this Vikings offense is the problem. It's not the defense. The defense played well. Mm-hmm. Um, in the second quarter, the Vikings got an interception. That was Chad Greenway. Um, ran it back. So the the Vikings sorry, started on the lines 18-yard line. Right. Okay. okay, so you've got less than 20 yards to go. Mm-hmm. First, they do a two-yard pass. Then there's a false start, so that goes back 5 yards. Right. Then a legal block in the back, that's 10 yards back. Then they have a a toss play to Hillman, which goes back another 4 yards. So if you're keeping score, that's now 3rd and 23. Then there's a sack by Kerry Hyder, which moves the Vikings out of field goal range. And uh, that was the first of two sacks, that that game for Kerry Hyder as well, a good game. Yeah. But, you know... The defense couldn't have done any more than that. You no. know, they put you on the eighteen-yard line, and you get out of field goal range yeah. in free plays. That's ridiculous. So well,
1: that's eighteen-yard line. If you're gonna if you're gonna start a drive, it's well one. It's the eighteen-yard line. Besides yeah. the one, or within the ten, say eighteen's about perfect. So it means you. It frees up some more of your offense, so you can have a bit more of a. You know the routes can be a bit more creative, mm-hmm. but also it gives you that chance to then set up another set of downs where you're a lot closer, rather than being sort of you know just outside, yeah. just outside. Yeah. And um, so, what would you suggest? Taking knees? If you if, <laughs> <you're>, if your if <laughs> no, defense you just puts you in that not,
0: not going back twenty odd yards in yeah. penalties and sacks, it was just embarrassing to be honest. You know they that had, is they had no clue what to do. Um, another sequence there was the Kyle Rudolph touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Blair Walsh hits the post with the extra point attempt that made, that was it was supposed to equal it at 10-all so it kept it at 10-9 that's the third time King this season that Blair Walsh has missed an extra point yeah not good for Blair Walsh
1: he looks like he's had a, a, a sort of zap in confidence since that famous field goal miss against the Seahawks last season yeah he just doesn't look seems a bit of a hangover doesn't yeah, he yeah it does me. yeah absolutely he doesn't look like the same player
0: So then after that, the Lions go three and out. So, okay, you're 10-9, you've got a chance. The Vikings have a third and 10 on the Lions' 30-yard line. Mm -hmm. They screen pass it to Patterson for no gain. Then there's a blocked field goal by Nevin Lawson. So this can't get a break with kicking at all. Um, The last uh, last sequence I want to talk about was on the fourth quarter, back to Matt Matt Asiata. There's eight minutes left in the game. You're at fourth and inches on the four-yard line, and he can't move it. How can Matt Asiata not get fourth and inches? on the four-yard line. I mean, they've gone for it all and they've just just come up short again. Mm. They've turned the ball over on downs and um, even the Brett Ellison touchdown with 23 seconds, it was almost jarred out by Glover Quinn. who had another good game, Glover Quinn was all over the place.
1: He's been great all season, yeah. actually. But He's, they, he only he just
0: huge plays. So Ellison only just break the plane before the ball gets knocked out. And so there was one of those those moments where yeah. you're like, is that a touchdown? Yeah, like, um, yeah and so... When it came down to the, the field goal, Matt Prater stepped up where Blair Walsh couldn't, and a 58 yard field goal. With yeah, with
1: room to spare. Two
0: seconds left yeah. um, to set up then the overtime, and Golden Tate just uh, having the crazy um, reception to win the game. That was set up by an, an Ebron catch earlier on in the mm. drive. So they yeah, didn't start that, yeah. off very well. You know, they were clawing their way down the field. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it just set it all up. But it's, it's a real shame for the Vikings' defence because um, I want to give a shout-out to Chad Greenway. You know, he's in his 10th season now, and this game had four solo tackles. He had a pass deflection and that interception. He had a really good game. Yeah. And it's it's just unfortunate that, you know, North Turner left the the team last week. And yeah. so is it Pat Shermer's come in now, who's the tight yeah, end yeah. coach? Mm-hmm. He's the interim offensive coordinator, but... You might as well have not lost North Turner because nothing changed from last week to this. I know it's not a lot of time to turn anything around, but they just seem completely devoid of ideas on offense.
1: Yeah, you look at the teams that North Turner's had success with, uh, You know, certainly from my perspective, the one I've had the most exposure with is San Diego yeah. when he was there. Um, not the greatest head coach, but as an offensive coordinator, you give him a decent running back. Yeah. And you can plug almost anyone in at wide receiver. I know Vincent Jackson ended up being a star and got a big money move to the Buccaneers, but yep. no one knew who Vincent Jackson was. Antonio Gates was a basketball player turned tight end who's mm. now going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, you know it's almost a plug and play thing. You just he just needs a solid run game, and I think that's why mutual consent he uh, he was out the door because him and uh, him and Zimmer are quite actually quite close. I think so. It's uh, that's quite interesting. I but, think
0: they butted head over the Bradford trade, didn't they? I think that was one of the big moaning points. Well, the interesting the
1: thing was that there's um, ESPN had an anatomy of that trade recently okay. on their website, which is quite. It's only a four minute video, so if you if you want to sort of try and understand what what the ins and outs are of a, a, a blockbuster trade like that, mm-hmm. it's quite an interesting watch actually. Um, and they went to Pat Shermer about Sam Bradford because they he apparently originally wasn't thought of as an option when they discussed it with the coordinators. Probably the main one you're going to be talking to about a, a quarterback change is going to be your offensive coordinator. Yeah. But Shermer has coached him twice. Once at the Eagles and also I think was offensive coordinator with the Rams with him. Yes, he was. So, ultimately, the decision went to Shermer. What do you think of this guy? And then, so I think Norton was a bit, I, I don't know, this is just my opinion. I think he's probably more myth that Shermer got given the last, you yeah, know, the, he, the he final felt like heads he up. Had
0: his toes trodden on, yeah,
1: yeah. So that's quite that was quite an interesting point. But you know, Bradford's got Shermer back now, and let's see if they can recreate <laughs> what <laughs> what a poor offense they had at the, <laughs> Great. In Seattle, Saint like uh, St. St. Louis.
0: <laughs> Before, I mean, I I know that Viking Stew's going to be tearing his hair out on this, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to be completely horrible. Um, Adam Thielen, mm-hmm. who I do like, you do like. Um, him. He he came out in the fourth quarter with four receptions for sixty eight yards, you know. Yep. Not targeted really throughout no. the game until then, but one sequence he was targeted and and got the uh, got the, the catches. Yep. And Stefan Diggs, who is a quality receiver, yep. um thirteen receptions for eighty yards. Um He can't
1: do much more than that.
0: He can't. And you know, he was getting tackled quite quick. That that Lions defence
1: mm-hmm. had
0: a great game. Yeah, they did, yeah. Had a great game. Yep. Um, absolutely. I've already mentioned two of the players in there, you know they.
1: Yeah, Quinn's the standout for me. I think you're yeah, absolutely but right. Kerry had up. a
0: great game as well on the interior. Yeah, um, yeah it's just one of those games that it's going to be really difficult for the Vikings moving forwards because the Eagles game it was a toss up. You know there was some it was a bad first quarter for both teams and it could have gone either way. All right, you can chalk that one up. Then you look at the Bears which you know Viking Stew wasn't happy about and why mm-hmm. would you be because you just lost to Jay Cutler yeah absolutely and now you've just lost again at home in overtime and you looked inept on offense yep
1: you so know where, I'm going to ask you then sorry you've led me into this question I know where do you see them <laughs> are they a playoff team still
0: well right now they're possibly the th- I was going to say third best team in the NFC North
1: okay behind the Lions and the Packers
0: yeah, but I think their defence might just shift them up to second. So, Behind the I don't care. I okay. don't care, all right. But <laughs> just I think that, that defense is still obviously legit. Um yep. they need to figure out what to do on offense and they need to get that running game going.
1: So playoffs question mark.
0: I think they will get in the playoffs. Okay. Because I don't think the NFC is, you know, is,
1: is particularly strong.
0: No, so I think they'll get in, but if they don't fix anything, then they're not going to go very far. Um, could be the same as last year, although last year they got the bye didn't they, through the wild card? So mm-hmm. I wouldn't see them getting out of the wild card round with that offense.
1: Interesting. There you go. Lions playoffs question mark? No. Okay no. then. No. Even though even though I think out of their five victories, all of them they've been trailing with a minute and a half left on the clock.
0: I think the problem is though, Clutch. they're they're gonna they're gonna lose too many games to to get in. They're a they're a seven and nine, I think.
1: Okay. okay. Or a
0: six and ten team. They they're gonna wow. lose too many games to be in that position.
1: They're five one five now. So they expect them only to win one game. Two games. So
0: it's maybe two games.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Seven and nine, I think they're gonna you know,
1: could be wrong. You could be wrong.
0: I, I would like to see the Lions do well. i like. I like to see other teams doing well.
1: I would. I think Matt Stafford's been a standout player in the season, actually. He's had I some great games. earlier. I think he's been hugely impressive, and I'd like to see him do well. But I don't like betting four teams that only win games in the last minute and a half.
0: Yeah. It's not a recipe for consistency, no. Ask is it? Tim
1: Tebow. It doesn't work out long term. No. No.
0: The, it's just a problem where yeah they're so up and down they were like the Redskins last year and the Redskins got in at 8 and 8 in a poor division so yeah I think that so it's going to be like 7 and 9 you know they're going to hit those divisional games and typically the, the Lions don't get the, the rub of the green on those divisional games Yeah,
1: I think you t- you sort of hit the nail on the head I think Jim with, ask where, Megatron where they, well yeah no, but I think you hit the nail on the head with regards to the fact that the Vikings are maybe th- third or second best which means either the Lions or Packers are either third or second best and one of them's first best yeah. <laughs> and you couldn't choose between them. So all of those games are going to be a toss-up and you do not I, th- I don't think anyone really knows at this point or has an inclination as to what anyone's record's going to be in that division.
0: No, no it's so up and down. But if you just look at this week, mm-hmm. then the Lions probably were the best team in the NFC North. Right. But that doesn't mean they're going to be there yeah, at the yeah. end of the season. No,
1: I agree with that. Totally.
0: So yeah, that was the games of the week. Mm-hmm. So what we have to do now, King, is go through the rest of the games for week nine. Yeah. And we're going to start with the Thursday night game, which was the Atlanta Falcons going to Tampa Bay and winning 43-28. to Yeah. You called it. I did. Although you did think it was going to come down to kicking, and it wasn't close enough to come down to kicking, unfortunately.
1: No. No. Um, Julio Jones over 100 yards receiving again. Tough to stop. Uh, can I f- actually firstly? Yeah. That Buccaneers kit is disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely ranted. You're not a fan? Not a fan. Not a fan. I When I started watching the game, I went, what team is he even playing? <laughs> so that was weird. Um, Mike Evans, though. Mm. Shout out to yeah. Mike Evans. He's amazing. Jameis Winston's stepping up, which is great. But I think that Falcons team's for real. I think they can make some real inroads in the playoffs this season. If caveat, I know Matt Ryan's stereotypically or typically isn't very good in the playoffs. <laughs> I was gonna say
0: who's gonna quarterback them in the playoffs then? I don't know. Who's so gonna get these wins?
1: Since since they lost old Berner Turner, yeah. they've not had an established runner or an elite runner, and Freeman is that.
0: So it's not his first season in the league.
1: It's not. But <laughs> I think they're leaning, they're leaning on him more. And that defense is starting to create pressure up front, which they haven't done for way too long way too long so that would be that's my observation
0: alright so now we're going to talk about the worst performance of the week which was the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Baltimore Ravens Steelers lost 14-21 it was one of your very few incorrect predictions yeah
1: you didn't deserve 14 points
0: no you didn't that's what I'm saying we were the worst team this week
1: yeah and ironically had Sammy Coates been able to catch you would have had 21 points because he dropped a stonewall touchdown in the back of the end zone yeah he did um, Roethlisberger at crocked. Horrible to see. Mm-hmm. He needs to start staying longer. I know he likes coming back early and showing his toughness. Don't care. It's better for your team if you stay out for an extra game and come back healthier.
0: Yeah, it's like Westing says, and you know, there's such a disparity between the starting quarterback and the backup quarterback in Pittsburgh that yeah, you just don't feel like you're gonna. There's you no chance of getting the win with Landry Jones. Yeah. Whereas at least you've got half a chance with a. Forty percent healthy Roethlisberger.
1: Yeah, well, it keeps the defense honest, doesn't it? Because you've got yeah. you've got Le'Veon Bell, and if you're going to chuck seven in the box when Landry Jones is playing, it's tough for him to 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 be a factor. And also, it's tough to get other playmakers like Antonio Brown involved if mm-hmm. if Jones is is behind centre. So. Jones
0: just doesn't throw to Antonio Brown. We know that from last season.
1: No, that's true. Um, yeah, poor performances. Ravens looked okay. Didn't. Didn't That's the, fill me with hope, but yeah, I get, I get too frustrated
0: think about this because that wasn't a good Ravens team that we lost to, no, and we just didn't. That turn was a up. game
1: you could win, yeah. That's a shame for you guys. Yeah. What's the next one?
0: The next one were the Dallas Cowboys heading over to Cleveland for the you know the win. The <laughs> <It> was, win. <laughs> just just pick it up. It's like you know picking up a cheeseburger for the drive through. You know, yep. Thirty-five to ten. Yep. Is what it is, I suppose. You it know, it is.
1: Is um, shout out again to Terrell Pryor, stepping up, having another good game. Yeah, yeah. Jamie Collins looked lost. That <laughs> blockbuster trade they made. <laughs> he was
0: looking around and thinking, who are these people? Yeah,
1: he apparently forgot what Jason Witten looked like. Who, Jason Witten, huge game for him. Yeah. Huge game for him. Now holds the record for the most games over 100 yards for a over 35-year-old for the Cowboys. Which, I think, was held by... Uh, Or oldest person, sorry, over 100 yards for the Cowboys, which was held by Terrell Owens. And Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott look like the future of the NFL.
0: Yeah, and also just a quick one for Corey Coleman, just coming back from a broken hand. Um, It's nice that he's actually back, and there's another receiving threat there. Mm -hmm. So then after that, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs, white hot. Winning against the Jacksonville Jaguars, nineteen to fourteen, and uh, yeah, you picked that one, King. So, congratulations! I
1: did. It was closer than I thought it'd be. Um, Blake Bortles is not playing very well this year. Is Um, he not? No, no, he's not. He's not. Um, Chiefs' defense looks great. D. Ford, what a player he's become. Yeah, he could once Houston gets fit and properly is immersed back within that defense. I think. Tubba Hiley, who's been, you know, a very solid, very good pass rusher, might be out of a job.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: That's just my opinion. Also, I think they're better with Foles than Alex Smith. I said it, and I meant it. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah, Another player that's having a good game.
1: Oh, sorry, just quickly. He had one particular throw, back of the end zone touchdown, that Alex Smith just can't make.
0: Right, And that's the difference. So, another player that's having a good game Mm -hmm. is Joy King. He is he led the dolphins to a 27 23 win over the jets, which was a bit of a humdinger, really. Went back and forth,
1: jets, that was fun jets to watch. threw that away. Yeah, I would not like to be a jets fan right now. I don't, I don't, and I don't mean that in a horrible way. It's just they, they're they like the chargers were at the start of the season, just throwing mm. games away. And it's, I've been there, it's hugely frustrating. Yeah, they got up and then the they let the kickoff go back for a touchdown as soon as they got the lead. It's a joke. It's
0: yeah, it was. A joke. It was quite funny. But yeah, watch. shout out to the Brit JJ, <laughs> British
1: yes. British guy doing one in the NFL. Love to see that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some of those yards were garbage time yards though, but still count. Yeah, um, the the Jets need to sort out the culture with it internally because when Muhammad Wilkerson mm-hmm. and Sheldon Richardson, who are two of your best defensive players, turn up late, which means they miss the opening series. That's you, a you problem. You managed
0: to eliminate both of them. You know, usually you would you would favour one and leave the other one out on the trading block, you know, or start fishing around for trades, but they've managed to annoy both of them.
1: Well what's interesting, they gave Richardson the extension, the, yeah. the big money extension, which annoyed Wilkerson. Yeah. Then Richardson got caught with drugs and guns in a car <laughs> and got banned, which meant they then tried to pay Wilkerson well, what and, was and spend the just money adju- on? and annoyingly it's you've like you say, you've absolutely alienated both. Mm-hmm. The problem is they got Leonard Williams in there, who's probably the best out of the three of them now. Yeah. Who they only took because he was just the best player available and they didn't need him. He is a beast, by the way, Leonard Williams. Yeah. But they need to they need to just sort out sort out that locker room.
0: Yes, a bit toxic. Um, then the only other game you got wrong, King, you'll be happy to hear this okay. week. The whole rest of the week, this is the only other one you got wrong, was the Philadelphia Eagles 23, New York Giants 28. Mm-hmm. That game went back and forth as well.
1: Yeah, it did. It did. Um, it came down to... It's similar to the Seahawks game, just came down to more dynamic players on on offense for the Giants.
0: There's a man with curly blonde hair, which seems to be uh, causing oh, trouble for other defenses. He's
1: phenomenal, isn't he? Let's be honest. I, yeah. If you like or dislike his antics, I could really care less. Mm. And I don't like it when other pl- teams get annoyed with him. Because you know my view on that. Mm-hmm. Stop him. Stop yeah. him then. Yeah. And at the moment, no one can. He is to me I think he's the best receiver in the game at the moment
0: oh stamping on next segment
1: there you go that's what I think (laughs) even
0: though you've got no say in it no that's not (laughs) not what I'm
1: covering but that's what I think trying to influence the the judges he's the best receiver in the game at the moment
0: okay so we're getting close to the end though the Carolina Panthers went to Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and ground out I think is the best way of saying this keep pounding they ground, they kept grounding out a 13-10 to 10 win over Case Keenum and the uh, Jared Goffless LA Rams.
1: Yeah, uh, they didn't look great. I have mentioned this about 100 times on this podcast. You might have done. Is it about how much you
0: hate Cam Newton?
1: I don't hate Cam Newton. <laughs> I do not hate him at all. you got against him, King. I don't hate him at all, Jim. It's, to me, there is a clearly there is a noticeable issue he has which is he struggles dramatically under pressure and I don't know if you saw this game or, or even saw the highlights Aaron Donald there highlights to this game? no not very long <laughs> Aaron Donald yes. is a nightmare one of those hits mm-hmm. I watched it and I went <gasps> and yeah. it wasn't even me getting hit no yeah he's, he's dangerous he's frightening he's frightening at least they're starting to establish the run game now and Greg Olsen they're actually throwing the ball to him Funny that. Throw throw the ball to your best receiver. Um Yeah, that it was just a poor game from both sides.
0: Yeah. Someone eventually won, Someone which won. was nice. Uh another team that was almost destined to win with the New Orleans Saints. They got forty one points against the San Francisco team, which can't stop anything. They, a light a light breeze comes through the stadium.
1: Yep, yeah, touchdown. Unabated. Touchdown. Yeah. Light touchdown. Breeze. Yeah. yeah Twenty three uh, points for the the forty nineers though, and Kaepernick's getting better. He is getting better. And actually, I think it was going to take time for him because he wasn't yeah. he wasn't getting all the reps initially no um you know and there's you know this this political thing or the statement he's making um mm-hmm. I think probably was on his mind a lot more when he wasn't starting as well I think I'm not saying that's a factor now but I'm saying that yeah, he probably yeah. wasn't fully uh you know didn't have his mind fully on football for a couple of weeks and now he has yeah he is playing a lot better which is good it's good to see um Problem is that defence is shocking. They lost Navarro Bowman. We all know that. He was yeah. their best defensive player. Patrick Willis was their best defensive player, as retired. Mm-hmm. They are not the same team. And they're gonna keep losing. It's gonna be between them and the Browns who gets the first overall pick this yeah.
0: year. You thought it's gonna be the forty nine ers you still think that over the Browns?
1: Yeah, I think the Browns are gonna squeak a couple of games.
0: Yeah. I but think the despite 49ers won't.
1: despite this week they got hammered this week, the Browns, but they are competitive in a lot of games. Uh the Niners, despite twenty-three points. You put twenty three points on the board in the NFL, you expect to win most games. Mm. And <laughs> the problem is they're conceding forty one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, I think the I still think the Niners are gonna have the first overall pick.
0: Okay. So then we've got the Indianapolis Colts, thirty 31- one. Green Bay Packers 26 and you smug smug king you picked this game
1: I did no one else did you saw it coming no 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 one else did Um, yeah I I think Andrew Luck's had a fantastic season so far this year and I think that Aaron Rodgers is suffering from another year without a a, you know full concoction of his offensive weapons you know Ty Montgomery in his defence has stepped in at running back and actually played quite well Um, but yeah, not enough. The, and the annoying thing is, they had some turnovers in this game. When you when you had two interceptions in the first half from Ha Ha Clinton, Clinton Dix, you expect to be winning the game. And unfortunately, they just they're not strong this year. The Packers, they're as good as Rogers is, and actually Rogers didn't have a bad game. But I think that T Y Hilton, Dante Moncrief, all these guys, again, came down to offensive weapons, and and Indianapolis had more.
0: Well, you were right, King. Mm -hmm. And um, as you know, we have asked people on our videos to comment as well, whether they agree or disagree. Okay, yeah. And we do have one person we do love in particular, Mina Eldewani, who did pick the Packers over the Colts. Yep. She also went and picked the uh, Denver Broncos to beat the Oakland Raiders. Okay. And as we know, King, that did again go for you. Yep. So congratulations on that one. 30 to
1: 20. Yeah, I think in they. The Coliseum. I think those two were the two ones that I think most people would have disagreed. Oh, yeah, I disagreed with with you before. On I, I appreciate when people do that. Yeah. A couple of times, certainly, certainly. She we went seen. with
0: the the. You know, she went with the hot hands. Vote, to be fair, yeah.
1: yeah, she went with the hot hands. Um, yeah, keep them up. Let me know mm. this week once I do the picks if I'm. If I got right or wrong again, if you're you
0: there now, Give me a shout. Yeah, yeah a I'm not to against you anymore. I'd a good week this week. <laughs> uh,
1: again, my favorite quarterback in Derek Carr. Stepped up, played fantastically well. Yeah, big difference. That defense is slowly but surely getting better. We touched on, on they're moving the, up
0: through the gears, aren't they?
1: The original podcast with the Punk Raider. Yes. we talked about the differences and the additions they've had on defense, and they are starting to, you know, to actually show what they can do. Smith's having a decent game. Carl um, Joseph played really well as well. I was about to say Joseph's really oh, stepped up. Your brain. There you go. And uh, yeah, and Khalil Mack is back to the form that we expected from him. Which yeah. I think he, you know, it took him a couple of weeks to get into this season
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Two games left then The first one were your San Diego Superchargers 43 uh, The visiting Tennessee Titans 35 And that was another great game
1: It was, I couldn't pick the Chargers back like, I have picked them a couple of weeks ago Um was a great game Although, did
0: you see that the team in blue and white Beat the team in white and blue? Yes Ridiculous kit choice there
1: Yeah it was, I'm not going to, I don't get involved in that though, Jim. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's like, none of your business. No, it isn't. Uh, Bosa again, great game.
0: He's making a habit of that now, isn't he? He
1: is. A couple of key turnovers was the main difference. One thing I will say, and he might be mentioned in the next segment, <laughs> but Melvin Gordon, 196 yards, 103 of those were after contact this week. So that is hugely impressive. Mm. There you go.
0: Okay. And the last game we've already talked about was the 31-25 Seahawks buffalo game
1: yes we have talked about it
0: right so that's the end of part two then because we're back to part three welcome back to the final part of the Jim and the king nfl podcast for week nine so what we're going to do in in this last section king before we get to your picks of the week yep We thought we'd have a a quick rundown of the top five running backs and wide receivers for 2016 so far.
1: So far, yes.
0: So, what we've done is I've picked the wide receivers and you've picked the running backs from five to one just for this season.
1: Just for this season, so far this season. So,
0: reputations, previous seasons are not counted in this, okay? So, if anyone comes in saying, oh, okay, this person was great last year and why aren't they on this list? We're only looking at these first nine weeks.
1: Yes. That is the caveat.
0: Yes. So, what we usually do, King, is the uh, the King goes first.
1: And I'm going to defer to you going first. because <laughs> You really? I always go first on the picks, and I feel it's time that you do that, so we can ridicule you first.
0: Ow. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, I've picked the top five wide receivers, as far as I'm concerned.
1: So far this season. So far this season. Yeah. All right. okay. So,
0: number five is Michael Crabtree Mr. Clutch Mr. Yeah, come on
1: he's the cl- I, I said he's I think 60, he's the Clutch's receiver
0: 60% rece- reception record on his targets yep he's done 596 yards he's averaging 12.2 yards a, a catch yep he's tied for third in touchdowns which is six It's impressive he's getting 66 yards a game and he's he's got 142 yards after the catch so, but the the best thing about Michael Crabtree is those touchdowns in the time... When you need them. When you need him, When yep. the game's on the line, he is the guy that's being targeted. Yep. And there's no one better.
1: Not at the moment, there isn't. No, which don't is let, why he's number five. Don't let 49ers fans hear this. <laughs> I think he was thrown to late in one game. Yes. And it didn't pan out. Yeah. Yes. So, Michael Crabtree is my number so, five. I totally agree. I think he... Do you know what, actually? Golden Tate made a statement this week. Yeah. But... The two of them are the two I think, at the moment, in the league.
0: Yes. I didn't pick Golden Tate. No? He's not in the top five. I I don't know. There are a couple of games, you know, I'm looking at nine weeks. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: I'm not, I wasn't making a case for Golden Tate to be in your top five, but I think those two stand out as clutch receivers.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Number number four is AJ Green.
1: I agree with that as well,
0: yeah. 67% completion on his targets. Yeah. He's got the second most yards, 896, over nine games. He's averaging 15 yards a catch. Only got three touchdowns, but he is um, first in yards per game. 112 yards a game he's averaging now.
1: Do you know what else? I'm glad you've put AJ Green above Crabtree. Yes. Because everyone knows the ball is being thrown to AJ Green. Mm -hmm. And he's not at Eifert to help him, which now seems to have come back, which is good. But that's the difference. When you know Crabtree's got another fantastic receiver, Cooper.
0: Him. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. So I, I looked at other stats, not just the touchdowns, yeah. because otherwise, you know, other people would be in this
1: list. That's determining factors. You're right. Number three. <laughs> These is the big three now. Come on.
0: Odell Beckham Jr.
1: Three. This three okay. in my list. Right okay.
0: Then. Only got fifty-five percent reception completion. But that's because he tries to one-hand it most of the time, when sometimes if he went for two hands, he would actually make the catch. He might not run any further, but he would at least make the reception. So that's a, a black mark against him. I'm okay. not looking at his antics. Um, he hasn't done as many yards as, as the others, really. Um, 676 is no, nothing to sniff at. He averages 15 yards a catch. He's tied for the fourth most touchdowns, but he's got five so far this season. He's averaging 84.5 yards a game. And has done two hundred and fifty yards after the catch. Yeah, that's crazy. How many yards do you do in out, total? I think he's the eighth top for. Yeah. Total yards, he's done six hundred and seventy six.
1: Right, so if a third of his yards have come after catch. Yeah. That's crazy.
0: But this, the the reason I picked him there is because if you just what if you'd never watched an NFL game before and you would just been watching these first nine weeks of games, he is unstoppable. You oh, said it earlier in the in the podcast. He is. This guy is unstoppable.
1: He t- what, one thing I noticed about him and he him, makes
0: catches no one else does. He
1: does absolutely, but he also makes catches in it's a really hard way to put it, in angles that other people don't. This this touchdown yeah. he had this week. Yeah. He seems to come out of slants in angles that means he just just completely takes the safeties out of the games, which is why he has so many yards after the catch. It's Yeah. If I was a slot receiver, I would watch I know it, you're not gonna have as much talent as him probably <laughs> but i would just watch the way he comes out of his breaks and mm-hmm. where he run, because is definitely doing something different to a lot of other receivers because it's noticeable his yards after half the he'd not even touched no it's crazy
0: so yeah he was my number three
1: okay controversial at three but i agree he should be in the top five
0: my number two <sighs>
1: okay
0: mike evans Yep. Is I, my number two receiver. I agree. Again, he's that. been mentioned in this podcast. But he has. He is he has the fifth most yards out of any receiver, seven hundred and forty-five yards. He's averaging thirteen and a half yards a catch. Mm-hmm. He has the most touchdowns for receiver. Eight. Yep. In nine games, he's got eight touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He has got the fourth most yards per game. Ninety three yards a game he's averaging. Yep. And
1: these he stats are going to put the limited stats I've done for running backs to shame. <laughs> but no, that's
0: impressive. And the season he's having because it's his third season now in the yeah, league. Yeah. He had a sophomore slump. His rookie season was close to this, but he is getting—he's better than his rookie season where he was—he was a breakout star. Yep. And it's same. I, I don't o, see it,
1: same draft as Odell Beckham.
0: I don't see him slowing down either. No.
1: Nope.
0: I think he is the real deal in, in Tampa. It's just a shame mm-hmm. that there aren't more weapons around him and there's more chances for them to win games. I but was, I like Jameis Winston and I like their relationship. They're getting, yeah. getting better and better together. That was a
1: really good year for... We had a couple of really good years for receivers, but I think that was the Sammy Watkins year. Odell oh, Beckham. yeah, it was all of them, yeah. Mike Evans. Yeah. Ke- um, Kelvin Benjamin.
0: Yeah. Whew! Yeah, that was a great draft for receivers. That is, but and I agree if you think with Mike about Kevin who was thrown to him as well back then as well. Mike Glennon, mm. and, you know, he hasn't had a good receipt, a good quarterback, I should say, no. until now. Yeah. So I think Jameis Winston and is, is the starting the to emerge, start which is good. Him. Yeah,
1: I agree. Do you know what? I know he's going to be number one. I think we all know. <laughs> but he, I, I think you've made a strong point for Mike Evans to be above Odell Beckham. Thank you. I love that pick. I yeah. love that pick.
0: And my number one wide receiver for this season is Adam Thielen. No, sorry, Julio Jones of the Atlanta Falcons. It had to be really. Mm-hmm. Um, 63% uh, completion on his targets. He's first in yards. You'd be not surprised to hear 970. So he's done almost 100 yards more than AJ Green, who's the second most for yards. He's he did averaging a 200 in one game. Yeah, he's <laughs> averaging 19 yards a catch. Yeah. He's tied for fourth with uh, with touchdowns. He's got five for this season. He's second on uh, yards per game with 107. And he's fifth in yards after catch, 287. Um, in every category, he's slaying it. No fumbles either, obviously. Um, yeah, he is the best receiver this season.
1: Interesting. And it,
0: the, the worst bit was who I left out of this top five. Because there were quite a few that I wanted to put in that I couldn't. Right, okay. Including a certain Pittsburgh Steeler who was so close, it was between him and and Beckham. And uh, I picked Beckham.
1: But Beckham was three?
0: Yeah.
1: You only wanted one of the two. I
0: only wanted one one of those two. They were so close in their numbers.
1: So are there any other shout outs, honourable mentions? There's so
0: many. There's so many other players. Just spring to
1: mind one or two. Come on, give me. Devonta
0: Adams this year.
1: Devonta Adams? Yeah. See, my, my shout outs would have been Cole Beasley
0: oh yeah Colby is, is having a great he's year, a, but it, in stats he's not he's not close no. to the top
1: the other one I was Tyrell going to say Tyrell Pryor Tyrell Pryor oh Terrell, actually yeah Tyrrell Pryor is a really good shout yep Terrell Pryor and it was
0: hard to leave out Amari Cooper because I was putting in Crabtree but I had to
1: yeah I was going to ask you about that uh, or one of the Lions players either Golden, Golden Tate, Tate or yeah, Marvin again. Jones has been had a really good season
0: I can only pick five King <laughs> I know I think I know good I, list though I hope I a good top five
1: there good list Tyrell Pryor might have been in that one for me,
0: who'd you have taken out of that five then? What Crabtree?
1: Yeah, for Pryor. She's having great Crabtree's on playing with a really good quarterback, and he's Pryor's he's a different
0: receiver with... to the others. Pryor's
1: playing with any Pryor's even played quarterback this year. They probably just for that should deserve to be in it. But not... six touchdowns. I'm not going to dispute. I'm not going to dispute your your choices there. That was a very good top five.
0: Thank you. So now it's your turn, King. Yeah, we're going to flip it around for running backs. mhm so just like I've done, I've only looked at the first nine nine games of this season, give me the top five running backs.
1: I'm going to start with my honourable mentions, because I actually did write them down.
0: Can you do that afterwards? Because I want to keep it guessing. Okay. There may be some controversy in your top five. I don't know, I haven't seen them.
1: Perfect. Uh, yeah, so mid-season rankings, number five, Lashawn McCoy.
0: Okay, yeah. Do you like that pick? I think he, yeah, I think he deserves to be in the top five. So six hundred and
1: eighty-three yards rushing, one hundred and thirty-two yards receiving, and since basically he's with the Watkins injury, he's just the offense has gone through him.
0: He's the only yeah, he's it.
1: Yeah, he absolutely. Well, Taylor's playing well, but they're they've not got another sort of frightening proposition on offense that you'd really worry about. When, yeah. Now Watkins out um, appears to have got his burst and shiftness back this season, uh, which is good to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm using words to fill time because I've not. <laughs> got as many stats as you. Um, but yeah, so LeSean McCoy. Number five. Yes. Happy with that.
0: Oh, he's got to be top five. Okay, good. He's got to be.
1: Good. Number four. Yes. There is a Steeler on the list. Ooh. Le'Veon Bell.
0: Okay, right, yeah. For me,
1: number four would probably be higher, but I, I am going to acknowledge he did miss three games. So there's a smaller sample size. Yeah. But...
0: But the th- stats he's done in those, oh, those games.
1: He's... He's just so balanced, though. This is the thing. So, 376 yards rushing, 283 yards receiving. Um, His patience, though, is the thing that stands out. Yeah. It is just... It's so noticeable. The guy looks like he's running in slow motion and just picks his holes and then suddenly bursts through. Um, I think he does lack top-end speed. That's one the only thing I will say about him. But he creates... Additional space because of his patience and timing of when to go.
0: And those stats, remember, after only five games because there's a bye yeah, week crazy. in there as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, crazy, crazy. So he had, even, despite the three games, had to be in that list. Yeah. Number three. Excellent. I'm number, happy. Good. <laughs> I've got one stealer in good. one of on the list yeah. and it wasn't mine. <laughs> good. Number three. I've, I had to do it, man. I'm sorry. I don't want to be a homer but Melvin Gordon oh no Melvin Gordon number three I think that's an okay place to put I was going to argue with that no 768 yards rushing 284 receiving in the top five in rushing leads the league with 11 touchdowns
0: you can't not lead the league and not
1: get into the top five I think so Uh, he just seems like a totally different player this season yeah I think everyone would agree (laughs) with that yes more clinical stronger we touched on the fact: 196 yards rushing this week. 103 of those came after contact. Mm. You know, he he looks more looks more slender this season, which is strange. But it just well, Bell did the same thing. Yeah. His
0: first season, he was heavy, and mm. then he did go away and he, he trimmed down by about 20 yeah, to yeah. 25 pounds. Yeah, his
1: workout is ridiculous. Yeah. I've seen videos on it. But yeah, no, Gordon's just been fantastic this year. I think he apparently he went to the team and said, "We need to." We need a a fullback. Team listened to him. Went and got baby Watt, and yeah. all of a sudden he's Derek got. Watt. He had no touchdowns last season. He's now got eleven. So if not, well, certainly top five, but also breakout star, comeback player of the year type situation. Yeah. Um, number two. This I think there's two players that everyone knows. Are the top two. <laughs> David John. I've gone with David Johnson at two. Oh,
0: okay, You're right, yeah. I've
1: gone David Johnson. 705 yards rushing, 407 receiving. <laughs> it's nuts. Uh, he's just the Cardinals offense. Yeah. i am looking through it. So he's first in rushing for them, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know the person with the second most rushing yards for the Cardinals this season?
0: So that's probably going to be Matt, uh, Carson Palmer.
1: No. Chris Johnson ni- right. has 95 yards. <laughs> so he has 705. Okay. The next has 95. Yeah. Uh, He's so he's first, but by a long way. Yeah, he's also second in receiving behind Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, he's their offense, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and like Bell, I just wanted to say his patience stands out again. Another player who picks his time to go, bursts through the hole, and just looks like he's in slow motion. They're so, young, but they're so
0: so old in their head. Aren't yeah, they? You know, absolutely so wise.
1: Yeah, mature in the way they they sort of pick and choose when to go. Yeah, um that's great and number one I don't think anyone can dispute this <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott for yeah, me who yeah. else was it going to be I, I don't know 891 yards rushing
0: yes Stupid. which is Stupid.
1: ridiculous 155 yards receiving I want to see that pick up personally mm-hmm. but when you're rushing for it that many yards I can understand why you don't need to throw the ball to him um, seven touchdowns as well which is quite impressive Um He's running past. He's running through. Running around. He's running around. Running over. He's running over people, Jim. (laughs) This guy is doing everything. He is fantastic to watch. So exciting. I've not been this excited about a running back coming out since Adrian Peterson. He is scary good. And do you know what else is a huge point which the casual fan might not notice? And if you want to become a bit more of a fan than a casual one... right? his blocking yes which is unsung and I Mm. think we all like blue collar we all like the you know the getting in there and and showing a bit of grit his blocking is the best out of everyone else I've mentioned on this list okay which means he is a three down back he can stay in there he's going to help your team in pass and rush as well which is a huge thing
0: that's one thing I I certainly didn't you know it takes you a while to get into that idea of of why the, the players are coming out yeah um and especially running backs, and you think, Oh, just why, why are you coming out on third down? You want them to run. Yeah, free, that's but...
1: that's the phrase. When someone says it's a th- you're a three down back, that's normally the highest praise you can get as a running yeah. back.
0: Because you're not just a runner, you're also a blocker. Yeah. So you know in a play where they're gonna throw it a third and long, yeah, he, they're still in there as a block and also potentially as a roll out, as a check down option.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good way to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that was that was another reason why okay. he was number one.
0: I think that's a great list. I mean, you know, what, what a smorgasbord of uh, players to choose from.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Any any omissions, you think? Do you know what? I can't honestly think of a, a running back that would topple any of those. You mentioned one that I think's had a great season, but didn't make my top five. Okay. In theoretic. Yes. He did come to my mind, but I thought, do you know what? Out of these, I, 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 I just can't put him above any of these people, players. Yeah. the other one for me is Devontae Freeman the only issue is he shared a lot of time with Tevin Coleman before his injury um, so I think that dropped him down the list somewhat as well mm. but um, and the other one a bit unsung but is a bit of a, too much of a one trick pony I like that the, a lot of these guys are catching out the backfield we've mentioned Ezekiel Elliott's blocking LeGarrette Blunt's actually had a really really good season running the football Yeah, yeah but other than that I couldn't really think of anyone DeMarco Murray as well, but mm, he's too much of a one-trick pony a good, as well.
0: Yeah, he has the great start to the season, though. So, yeah, you're right. He's definitely top 10, probably top
1: 8. Anyone else you think of?
0: No, I was just looking here. We just got just got notifications saying that Pac-Man Jones has just talked about Odell Beckham Jr. saying he's a freak. He can do it all. So, obviously, Pac-Man listens to the podcast, wanted to just chime in. Listen say that I was right.
1: I didn't even know we published live, but that's amazing. <laughs> Thanks,
0: Pac-Man. Oh, I'm on... Uh, I'm just uh, skyping with him at the moment, so. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> well,
1: I'm glad you don't. I'm glad there's no disputes on my list. Thank you very much.
0: I can't dispute that.
1: No, perfect.
0: Excellent. So the last thing we need to do, King. Yep. is seeing as though you went ten and three last week. Yep. It's going to be difficult for you to keep this one up, but we're going to try it.
1: A ten and three—that's
0: impressive. Ten and three. Only fourteen. Say so myself. Only four teams on the bye this week, so an extra game to pick on. Oh, great! So we're going to start with the Thursday night game, which is the Cleveland Browns going to Baltimore.
1: Why do I not look at these games? <laughs> <This is ridiculous. laughs> Cleveland Browns going to Baltimore. Baltimore yeah, are going to win.
0: Baltimore going to win. Okay. Then we've got... Uh, who have we got next? We've got Kansas City Chiefs, White Hot, I've heard.
1: White Hot, yeah.
0: They're going to Carolina to take on the Panthers.
1: Chiefs to win against okay. the Carolina Panthers.
0: Okay. We've also got the Houston Texans. They've just had a bye Heading off to Duval County to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm, who are you thinking?
1: Think that Jacksonville is gonna win.
0: Go for the Jags.
1: Yeah. Alright.
0: That's because you hate Brock Oswald, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's annoying is I really like Bill O'Brien as a coach, so it's like, oh, it's wanting to do well.
0: We've got a defence meets offence here. We've got the Denver Broncos going off to New Orleans.
1: Broncos to win
0: really that Broncos offense has looked non-existent I mean talking about the Vikings not working
1: it has but they're playing against a horrific defense they let they let the Niners score 20 points and I think their defense is going to stifle them somewhat oh that's a really hard game to pick I'm going to stick with the Broncos okay (laughs) I've got no idea (laughs)
0: oh here we go two teams that are not enjoying themselves the LA Rams go to the New York Jets
1: oh that's a horrible Ugh. game
0: Ugh. Um, I feel like I'm getting gangrene just thinking about that game
1: do you know what I'm going to give the Jets a shout out this week I'm going to pick the Jets
0: ooh okay
1: yeah okay I'm going to pick the Jets uh,
0: you've got the Atlanta Falcons after Carson Wentz's Philadelphia Eagles two birds of prey
1: I think the Falcons will come out on top
0: do you think that Matt Ryan will beat Carson Wentz I do think that okay I do also got at uh, six o'clock games, the Chicago Bears against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: It's a good game. That could be a great game. Could be. Um, and I think that for reasons we've touched on, in that Mike Evans is a beast. He is. Jameis Winston's stepping up. Also. And they've got some some players starting to emerge on that defense as well, which is mm-hmm. quite nice to mm-hmm. see. So I think the Buccaneers are going to beat the Bears.
0: Okay. Then the Green Bay Packers are at the Tennessee Titans. Ooh. Now last season this would have been a foregone conclusion, but Titans are getting better.
1: They are getting better. And I'm gonna Are pick, they good enough? I'm gonna pick the Titans to beat <laughs> the Packers. <laughs>
0: Alright.
1: I don't think I've ever gone and we did some practice last year, didn't we, we for did. this podcast before launching. I don't think I've ever not picked or ever picked the Packers back to back to lose.
0: No. No, I think that was one of your things that you you couldn't. I couldn't do that. But now you can. Yeah. All right. We've also got the Minnesota Vikings up against the Washington Redskins.
1: Man. Now we saw the Redskins
0: 2 weeks ago before their bye getting a draw against the Bengals and it- I just talked about the the Vikings. That's three losses in a row. I'm going to they- go with
1: I'm going to stick with the Vikings.
0: Okay, so they're not going to go four no. four losses in a row. Okay,
1: no, I was impressed with Kirk Cousins, but I think that defense is going to cause too much pressure for him.
0: Okay, just a few games to go. Yep. So the first was the uh, the second games, Dallas Cowboys going to the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I am I genuinely I'm sorry cuz you guys were shocking this week and you Absolutely deserve a win. Appalling. As yeah. a fan you deserve a win, but I don't think you're going to get it this week. No. That Cowboys I'm a believer in that Cowboys team.
0: Me too. I I wouldn't hold pick. it against you if you picked no, the Cowboys. I'm going to pick them. You'd be insane to pick the Steelers looking right. at the, the last week's games.
1: Yeah, I'm going to pick the Cowboys.
0: Okay. So, just a few left. We've got the Miami Dolphins against the San Diego Chargers. Your San Diego Chargers, King.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, Chargers again. You keep trying to trap me, and they both got wins. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I think our defense is great, and I think our uh, sorry offense is great, and I think our defense is starting to play get create more turnovers. I think both is honestly. I know we keep mentioning him. He has just made such a difference. Yeah, because he's creating turnovers by causing so much pressure.
0: Jordan Phillips looked pretty good for the Dolphins on the interior.
1: Yeah, and well, and with Sue, Sue's Sue's having a great season actually. Yeah, um, and Cameron wakes stepping up as well, which is good to see. Um, you know, he had a really bad injury last year, so I'm glad he's playing well. Yeah. Um but yeah, I just think our offense is too much for that that Dolphins team.
0: Okay, three games left. First of all, this should have been an easy game, but it might not be. San Francisco Forty ers are going to the Arizona Cardinals.
1: Cardinals. I know you
0: say it, but...
1: Yeah, it's not... Like you say, it's not... uh, It's not as easy as it should be. It's not as easy as it should be, yeah. I think the Cardinals will still win. They're just a stronger team.
0: Well, we'll see. And then the Sunday night game is the Seattle Seahawks going all the way across the country to the New England Patriots.
1: That's a really good game. Replay of
0: Super Bowl 49.
1: That's a really good game. Uh, I think the Patriots are going to (sighs) win.
0: This is one of the few teams that probably could beat the Patriots. Yeah,
1: this is going to be the... genuinely for the rest of the season that's going to be the. I know I didn't make it sound like it that's going to be the hardest game to for me to well it's going to be like the only game that I even can contemplate not picking the Patriots in
0: okay, okay. and then you've got the Monday night game which is the Cincinnati Bengals travelling to the New York Giants two even teams there
1: yeah and I've seen them both live recently yeah I think the Giants just showed me more Landon Collins is stepping up as an elite safety in this league. Yeah. Um which is great because he was drafted high out of Alabama. Second round pick I think he was. Um and Odell Beckham. And he's mm. got help. AJ Green doesn't until Tyler Eifert's fully fully back into the into the offense.
0: Yep. So there's four teams on the buy, the Buffalo Bills, Detroit Lions, Indianapolis Colts and Oakland Raiders. And that is it, King. That is the end of week nine. That is. And looking forward to week 10.
1: I enjoyed that. I enjoyed your list, mate. So well done on your wide receiver list. That was good. Remember to subscribe, guys.
0: You know, subscribe to YouTube. Subscribe to our podcast. Mm -hmm. Hit us up on Twitter, at Jim and the King. We're on Instagram as well. We don't post a lot of pictures because it's a podcast, so it's quite difficult. Yeah, we should
1: do more. Although I'm literally the worst person at social media in the world.
0: (laughs) yeah and also go to com. we have got blogs up on there if we if you start talking about them we might write some more so you know that's it make us not lazy okay
1: I have I'll be honest with you I haven't checked iTunes this week to see if we've had any any uh, any
0: more reviews any
1: more reviews if we have I apologize I've not mentioned this week I am sure I will do it next week
0: okay well that's it there you go okay guys well thank you so much for listening until next week I've been Jim That's been The King, and we'll see you around the corner.